Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Praise Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM with me, Naughty by Nature. Take this one I love from Joe Metal.
stuff in all things we give praise ultimate health on joy 99.7 fm with me notate by nature we're taking another healthy dose healing from a distance telemedicine they will try and simulate the telemedicine uh, let me say facility yeah let's see if we can create an app i've got dr kenneth techi in the studio him as a consultant uh, gastroenterologist, head of gastroenterology at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital, and a co-founder of all-round specialist virtual clinic. He'll be joined by Dr. Gabriel Ganyaglo. He's a consultant, obstetrician, and urogynecologist and fistula surgeon of urogynecology at Kolibu Teaching Hospital. Currently, uh, he'll be joining us uh, via Zoom from Freetown, Sierra Leone, I believe. We'll also have uh, Maxwell Chumboating. He's a pharmacist, a tech enthusiast, and territory manager for medication management solutions with um, uh, for West Africa, Western Central Africa with Beckton Dixon, their medical technology uh, giant. They'll, he'll be joining us in the studio alongside Dr. Techi. Doc, you're welcome. Thank you. No right. Uh, we, we're, we're hooked. We're addicted. Yeah. Uh, but uh, many of my listeners last week were, were quite fascinated with the, the scope and the reach of telemedicine, the fact that at their fingertips, literally, they'll have access to, to, to many specialists. And somebody met me, I think, on Sunday and said, so you click and you've got specialists, experts and seniors with vast experience at your fingertips. So we want to go into this today. Um, anybody who's gone onto the app, uh, you're welcome. You can, you can actually, uh, you know, register and see. Uh, we'll be able to take your, your, your interaction with uh, the doctors here uh, just to simulate. Huh? Uh, since it's a simulation, if, if you're doing that for the purpose of today, probably we'll find a way of uh, uh, getting back to you and uh, making sure we get the feedback. We've just been joined by Maxwell, who is a pharmacist. So I have a gastroenterologist a pharmacist and <laughs> I like this one consultant obstetrician gynecologist but he's also a urogynecologist and fistula surgeon let me just start with uh, you um, Dr. Ganyaglo you are in uh, Freetown with us I hope you can hear me okay. I hope you can hear me too yeah I can, I can hear you and I can, I can see you now um, Dr. Ganyaglo you're, you're most welcome to Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM Thank you. Right. And uh, if maybe, I don't know whether I have lowered something, but uh, you're a bit low. If you could speak up a bit. So you're, you're in Freetown, uh, but you're with us yes. here in, in Ghana at the Kolebu Teaching Hospital. And I know my listeners, yeah. my, my listeners, you know, they are discerning listeners. They would want to know, what's a urogynecologist? Just quickly. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. And uh, good afternoon to all your listeners. Uh, we are all familiar with who an obstetrician gynecologist is. Right. But the urogynecologist is the one, uh, it's a gynecologist who specializes 
on the urologic problems of women. In other words, it's just the female counterpart of a urologist that we all know. And it's mostly concerning the urinary and then the sexual and lower gastro and neurologic functions of the of the female. So yes, that's an area of uh, unique specialization, not as common as you may find with gastroenterology or other areas of infertility, reproductive health, family planning. But it's a discipline that is very much needed, and the Ghana College of Wisdom has established a fellowship in that arena. So very soon, there are going to be many urogynecologists in Ghana, and the discipline will become Thank you very much, Nati, for the opportunity, and I hand you over. Okay, right. And uh, Dr. Ganyangolo, just before you go, so that's all those uh, pelvic complications, uh, uh, I guess the UTIs and all that, and then the prolapses of the pelvic... Uh, the vagina and all those, all those things are, are your, your 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 territory. Yes, exactly. Okay, Correct. great. And you are also a, a provider when it comes to telemedicine. I'm intrigued and interested in uh, the the application in in, in your specific uh, area of uh, specialization. Uh, all these vaginal uh, examinations and things. And my listeners are also intrigued and wondering: Well, can this truly be done? via telemedicine. So we'll be hoping you'll be sharing with us as we progress on the discussion with regards to how you do this. And uh, for my listeners, uh, when you call in, you'll be able to uh, have a little interaction in some of the areas of specialization. So, Doc, um, we're glad to have you in Freetown. Coming back to the studio, I have uh, Max, if I can call you that. Sure. Yeah? And uh, you you, you represent Beckton Dickinson in West and Central Africa. Sure. They are a telemedicine giant, right? Uh, or, well, quite well known in that, that area. But for a pharmacist, you know, um, again, so what? Are you doing all your stuff on, online or some of your stuff? Okay, so uh, as pharmacist, I have uh, a great interest in uh, technology. Okay. So I have been uh, part of... Uh, designing uh, medical tech solutions uh, for some of my friends around. Mm-hmm. Okay. But with Beckin Dickinson, uh, we are more of a health technology company. Right. So more of a health tech. So right. currently we don't have a deployed telemedicine solution. Right. But we have a lot of AI-powered automations in medication management where uh, I am uh, a specialist in, in wow. Western Central Africa. Wow. So where we have automated dispensing solutions and robots, mainly to reduce uh, the risks of uh, medication errors. Okay. And also improve patient safety. Right. Uh, nurses always talk about the five rights. Now some people even say seven rights. Mm-hmm. That you have to get the right drug or the right medication, the right dosage form, the right route, mm-hmm. the right patient. Okay. And then uh, we also have even the right timing. 
Some have even added the right reason for prescribing the drug, okay. even the right documentation, and also the right for the patient to refuse. Right. So with automation uh, that BD is doing, uh, we can call it BD back in the concern. Right. So in the medication management space, we do more of a lot of automation from the ICU where uh, there is the higher risk mm. of having medication or because of the pressure and the number of medications that are taken, especially the IV medication. Okay. When it gets into the blood screen, when you make a mistake and gets into the blood stream, the chances of getting it out is nearly impossible. All right. So, so these 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 uh, apps and these uh, advancements you're talking about, mm. typically you're looking at on-site, facility-based, but yep. you're saying currently BD doesn't have uh, an online telemedicine yeah. app, but these are applicable. These are applicable. So they can right. be integrated, especially our automated dispensing solutions. Okay. And integrated with telemedicine. Right. So we have a solution which is yet to be deployed in Africa where after a telemedicine, the patient gets his prescription, there is a QR code on it. Mm -hmm. He gets to a pharmacy. The pharmacy can run 24 hours. Mm -hmm. He goes there, scans the uh, QR code. Mm -hmm. The robots will pick the medication, label them, pack them, and dispense them. Whoa. So at 24 hours, 24 7, mm-hmm. the patient can get access to medication. Okay. And there is this uh, global integration that we're working on. Right. So our platforms are able to integrate with even the hospital uh, uh, management information system okay. and also some telemedicine solutions that are available uh, with those solutions. Right. Great stuff. Coming to you, Dr. Kenneth. The, 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 the listeners love it when I say touchy instead of right. touchy. And right. I love it too. Uh, from Pando. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is still, you know, quite, uh, should I say, a recent re- development, even though it's been around for a while, and uh, enhancing our capacity and our ability to uh, use this telemedicine is a big thing. Now, we had you last week. We went through the basics, the fundamentals. We know the application, right? And uh, the use of information technology and communication and all that. All right. So we want to run through it today. There were some questions that came up, right? We know you, for instance, have co-founded an app, right? All-round virtual specialist clinic, right? And when uh, users uh, register onto this app, they have access to a range of specialists and services. Correct. Okay? So pharmacy will be in there, uro, gynecology, what what have you, are all in there. Okay? Today we want to run through it and uh, either using the app itself or our phone lines, listeners can have an interaction. Last week, uh, you, you, you educated us and explained that typically a session is about 25 minutes. Yes. Uh, I remember user uh, surveys and research that show us that typically in facility people are doing uh, 8 to 10 minutes or maybe sometimes even less. All right, So 25 minutes is quite adequate. Or, yeah. right. So we want to know and see what a listener or a caller, a okay. user will get in that kind of uh, space. So I'm hoping, listeners, you can do that. You can use our phone lines uh, 03021 6541 and if you go to the all-round health app, right, right? and you yes. get on board, then uh, I see my, my guests have their, 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 their laptops in the studio, right? We can have an interaction. Okay, but let me take you... Were you going to say something? No, yeah? no. Let me just take one of the issues that came up. Uh, one of my staunch listeners in the U.S. quickly went online after the show last week and re- saw while she tried to register 
something which suggested that the app will have access to your data. And she was a bit uh, anxious about this, right? Can you explain what that means? Okay, it's it's pretty simple. So just like you'd go into a normal hospital and you'll be required to register. Okay. Uh, when you go to the all-round website, mm-hmm. the first step in using the service is to register. Okay. And being an online service, you're expected to give permission that the data you put in there, and this is only health data. Your will, health data. Your health data. Okay. Will be accessible to the healthcare provider. Okay. Because during registration, you are asked to give the usual permissions and you consent. Right. Okay. And then you will be asked to provide some background information about, Basic. of course, your age, your gender, right. if you have any past medical history, hypertension, diabetes, any medications that you use, any allergies. So these are all incorporated. And if you are able to you know, provide that data, that data must necessarily be available to the health provider who okay. you are consulting. So you're not going into my gallery to see all the... Oh, no, 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 These days the, we're the, very careful. The interesting <laughs> thing about yeah. it is that even as administrators, mm-hmm. we are not able to see your data unless you grant us permission. Okay. Uh, but as soon as you book a healthcare provider on the system, they will be able to assess your your, your medical data. data. Right. Include especially allergies. And my, Max was just talking about right dosing and uh-huh. right medication. On our system, if you indicate that you are allergic to paracetamol, okay, and the doctor tries prescribing paracetamol, the system will block it. So that's a kind of data, data that is available to the, that to the is provider. Right. Yes. So I hope that. Uh, uh, clears up any questions, but if you have any other questions, you're free to ask. You know, you're you're using uh, an application, indeed a solution, right? It has all the safeguards. Last week, uh, we went through all the data protection safeguards, the international uh, specifications and standardizations that uh, this particular app, uh, which we are using as a proxy to explain telemedicine, has, and the importance of some of the regulatory uh, measures and so on and so forth. Okay. We also mentioned last week that uh, uh, the quality and the sophistication of the app is very, very important. You can't run this on WhatsApp or any Gominini TikTok and, so, and say you are doing telemedicine, right? That is why it had to meet and it does meet these standards. Okay, so what it means is that once somebody registers, yes. Dr. Techi, in fact, right. all of you, it means that when they book a session, with any provider on the app, when that booking is activated, it means that pre or prior to the session, you would have had access to this data. Correct. So you would know that Norte perhaps is allergic to this or he's uh, had a a CVA or a stroke uh, in the last six months and so on and so forth. That is the data that is important to uh, facilitate the the process. Yes. So that you are not repeating questions and stuff. And this information is not available to the doctor only before the consultation, but okay. actually during the consultation. Right. During the video interaction, the data is displayed by the side. Okay. And so it will warn you, you know, you can sure. just by glancing to the side of the, your computer see, okay, okay, there's the person, the age, the gender. Mm-hmm. And that's one difficulty that many patients uh, don't realize. If you're consulting with a provider online, so let's say, on a regular day, I would see 25, 30 patients, you know, interaction, okay. inpatient, outpatient. And then you send me your lab results and say, 
you want to consult have no access to i don't remember even though you would remember the provider the right. provider does not remember you okay and so he might not be giving you the right feedback okay but in a well-structured telemedicine software mm -hmm. As soon as you It'll start a consultation, it's matched. And so the provider knows that this is the person I'm dealing with right. and the chances of error is almost nil. Okay. Right, you just joined us 22 minutes past year of two already on Joy 99.74. We're getting into the actual... Uh, processes uh, yeah. and procedures of telemedicine. If you want to call in and ask a question, 030 right? Uh, you just heard speaking Dr. Henry Techi. Next to him, I have a pharmacist, uh, Maxwell Chumbwating, right? Sure. I'm tempted right. to say Chumbwafu, right? <laughs> and then uh, in Freetown, Sierra Leone, I have uh, a consultant obstetrician gynecologist with specialization in urogynecology and fistula surgery. If you have any of those concerns, you, you, you're good to go if you call us, right? And we'll relate to you as if it's a telemedicine session. If you want to do uh, the same via the app, then go on to your, your Google um, Play Store and set yourself up with the all-round health app, right? We're talking about telemedicine. We're trying to simulate. Okay, so having cleared that up, is there any other housekeeping, anything that I've left out of the early steps uh any of you maxwell anything that yeah so so just a disclaimer yeah. i have been a uh, part of the design uh ness of the oran health app so okay. i have a lot of input right. especially in linking it to uh, uh some of the pharmacy solutions that we may talk about we'll okay. talk about later right so uh to add to what we've just been uh, sure. discussing mm -hmm. is also the right for the patient to stay anonymous. Oh. Right. Because I can access telemedicine and stay anonymous. Yeah, because the moment you start the video consultation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you can decide not to be on video. Okay. Right? So you can, the doctor alone can be on video and you can turn your video off. Turn my camera off. Yes, you turn your camera off okay. and you can do audio. All right. Like that. So that is possible for anyone who wants to consult but still doesn't want his face to be known or to be seen by the other uh, right. provider. Okay, hang on a sec, Maxwell. Yeah. So what it means is I booked a session. Mm. I've accessed the specialist. Yeah. I have the right not to show my face, sure. right? Or sure. even activate my video. Yeah. Now, it, it also suggests that should the specialist or the provider require to see my face or any uh, visual uh, material, they would request and I have the right to also decline or exactly. accede to that. Yeah, exactly. Because, you see, we, we have built a solution to make it uh, that you, the user, you are also contributing right. to the solution it's and the treatment that you are going to get from the doctor. Right. So, if you opt out, the doctor will put it in his nose that you opted out, he wanted to see your face and how you smile or whatever, maybe there is something that's swollen you don't want to show. Right. He'll put it there. But we are just saying that there is that independence and okay. that patient right is also being res respected. Wow. Okay. At any point in time, you want to even go off our solution because mm -hmm. we are GDPR compliant. Mm -hmm. You can request that all your data be deleted. Okay. Right? Joy. Or we can deactivate you. Mm -hmm. You have different options. There. So don't uh, be afraid to sign up. Okay. So we say sign up is free. Right. And 
the moment you try to sign up, you have this disclaimer, you have the terms of use okay. for you to read. If you accept, you will proceed. If mm -hmm. you don't accept, you are not even part of us. Okay. Great stuff. You're hearing this on Ultimate Health Joy 99.7 FM. We're uh, making a further foray into the area or the domain of telemedicine. And we're trying to simulate. So feel free to call us and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll unleash you onto our specialist here. Uh, and then we can uh, try it for fit or goodness of fit, as they say. Uh, you have a lot of power. I don't know whether you can tell Kolebu that, okay, I'm done with you guys. Delete my folders and give me everything. <laughs> or delete my data in Kolebu or whether it's Rage Hospital and so on and so forth. Yeah. But let me just secure this before we move forward. What we're explaining now, though we're using all-round virtual specialist clinic as a proxy, should apply to all, uh, should I say, uh, good to go in good standing telemedicine apps. You should have all these powers and autonomies and so on and rights. Yeah, actually, this is what is expected of That's the standard. A, a good telemedicine because one, uh, you have to comply with all the authorities mm -hmm. in terms of technology there. Okay. So, for example, all round is a, a DPC, Data mm -hmm. Protection compliant. Uh, Council compliant right. in Ghana. Okay. They are hyper compliant. Uh, because we have clients, like you said, people calling from U.S. Right. I think this week uh, one of our doctors had a consultation uh, with uh, some patients from the U.S. Okay. Right. And we have patients even calling in from Europe. Okay. They are not Ghanaians; they are full Europeans. Mm. But these, because we are dealing with global patients, you also try to also be compliant with some of the data protection laws in those countries. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Great stuff. So you're welcome to join us. Uh, 030-221-6541 Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. Let me swing to Freetown uh, while sitting in Kokomimli. And uh, Dr. Ganyaglo, I hope you can hear me. I'm just wondering, I mean, the level of uh, information perhaps required even at the registration level, all the, you know, if you know stuff about your medicine history and all that. Um, I'm just thinking, okay, and many probably will be thinking the same alongside me that then I must be pretty 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 uh, health literate. I must be able to talk about these things with you or whoever. I'm happy to have a specialist but the kind of things you are expecting me to register with um, let's say I'm a pregnant woman uh, and I have the access to Dr. Ganyaglo uh, do you typically find that this would be a hindrance or a deterrent? The level of uh, health literacy and awareness of your health situation and your health information, Dr. Ganyaglo? Yeah, I think you make a very, a very valid point. But the, um, the patient's level of understanding of health information is also a part of it. Uh, however, if you look at the fact that most of us are very familiar with uh, uh, media or let's say Androids and uh, devices that we use, a lot of the phones, TikTok videos, all of that, the average Ghanaian is able to navigate. Once you get the registration process sorted, the language of communication is up to you. I have consulted patients who have spoken uh, languages other than English, and okay. so okay. they don't necessarily have to speak English. And I've also encountered patients who started a consult without video and halfway they say, hey, why not? They put on their video and then they begin to enjoy the interaction. And indeed, you find that if a lot of patients have 
information about their health that they are not even able to express to their physicians right in the in-person console but if you get help and this is uploaded onto the platform i get the opportunity to review all of these even before the console so whilst we are in the live video consult, I'm able to explain some of their laboratory results and what other consults with other physicians have revealed. So all in all, it is quite beneficial. You couldn't be doing an examination uh, virtually. However, uh, at the patient's choice, I can make some recommendations as to who they can see who is close by to where they live and that person can conduct a physical exam when it becomes absolutely necessary. So there's quite a lot to gain on the telemedicine platform. And specifically in the area of neurogynecology, we do a lot of patient counseling, even during the in-person consults. And the patient has to understand a lot of things, and that helps their recovery process too. So Telemedicine offers more room for that kind of consultation and you can have repeat consults at your own good time and then you get better understanding of what is going on with your pelvic floor. Thank okay. you, Alola. Right, right, right. right. I like no, the way just to yeah. add on to mm-hmm. that, I think telemedicine actually is a better way, uh, a better means for persons who may not be medically literate, as you put it, Okay. because a number of benefits one if you are consulting in a brick and mortar if you leave home and you've left your medications at home that's the end of it but for telemedicine before you start a consult you would have gotten some information to keep your medicines around for example okay and so during your consultation i say okay you don't remember the names of your medicine just show me the box show me the medication and then i will be able to update that data show me the packaging exactly okay and it 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 helps great stuff if you've just joined us 32 minutes past year two on joy 99.7 fm an interesting uh, discussion on telemedicine. We're trying to get uh, into that. Uh, our phone line zero three zero two two one six five four one. You can call in and ask the questions. If they fall in any of the domains, that would be great. Uh, you can also uh, join uh, by the All Round Virtual Specialist app, and then we'll be able to get a, a real uh, roadworthiness test, in a sense, uh, and. Uh, uh, give the feedback or share the feedback across. WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. Last week we learned that uh, indeed when you choose or select a, a provider or a specialist on an app, you get to know what language languages they are fluent in. Yeah. Uh, you would also probably have pre-indicated your language of comfort and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of fidelity, as they say. You can fine-tune things to suit yourself, right? Uh, Dr. Ganyaglo has mentioned that there's a lot of stuff they can do and if it is needed that they do an examination, they can actually make a request for same and then you proceed and then you will share also with your uh, specialist online the findings or the feedback from those uh, investigations. So we're still good to go and we're getting to understand this better. So coming back, you 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 deal uh, with gastroenterology. Uh, and uh, that's also internal, right? Uh, Are you able to... This is the big crunch issue for a lot of people. Hmm. What examination can you do? We can understand that you can review lab results, you can uh, make a diagnosis, but how do we substitute physical hands-on, laying of hands, examination, palpation or whatever, you know? How do you do that in your area? 
Okay, so definitely palpation. And let me add, a lot of people say it's overhyped. You do not examine or you cannot examine. So uh, they're a bit skeptical about that. that can you examine me uh, audiovisually? Okay. So let me use gastroenterology as a typical example. Okay. I mean, as a gastroenterologist, when I'm consulting, be it physical or telemedicine, there are a number of telltale signs I shall I'll be looking for. Okay. Now, if I'm consulting and you've lost weight, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. I can see, and I can see that whether it's on telemedicine or it's it's uh, physical. Okay. If you, if your eyes are yellow, I can tell that you're right. jaundiced. Right. Either way. Okay. I mean, if you show me your palm and it's pale, I can tell that, look, you might be anemic. If your tummy is distended, mm-hmm. I can tell. You know, I can just ask you, and if there's a swelling on one part, I may suspect that there might right. be something. Okay. Now, the reason I said last time that it's overplayed mm-hmm. or overemphasized is that even if you came to me for a physical consultation right. and I examined you and I thought that your liver was enlarged, I'm still going to ask you to do some form of imaging, imaging to confirm this. Right. If I think you are jaundiced, I'm still going to ask for some test, you know, to see your bilirubin levels, which right. would confirm the jaundice. So, yes, physical examination may not be to the extent that one would get in, in telemedicine. Okay. But I think that very little is lost, as has been shown also, you know, through research, and there are many of these, mm-hmm. that... A lot of up to 89% of telemedicine consultations are actually able to resolve medical problems okay. at one sitting. Right. And so very few will then have to have a planned uh, uh, face-to-face consultation for physical examination. Okay. All right. So we can make up for what we uh, yes. seem to lose or lose out mm. on. Right. right. Now, this uh, aspect to do with prescription. Right. Right. So you've had your consultation. Obviously, there's a diagnosis or a formulation. And then if there's a requ- uh, uh, requirement for medication, right, there's a prescription. So how does that take place online? We know about procurement of medicines. But this prescription process, uh, what would I be uh, taking to a pharmacy, for, for example, from you, from a telemedicine session? Okay. Now, for... A very good telemedicine service. You mm-hmm. don't have to finish the service and then the doctor now takes a prescription pad, writes it out, takes a picture and sends you no. Okay. On the system, once we finish the consultation, there is actually a prescription integrated into the software. Okay. So the doctor, and I should say the all-round prescriptions are the most comprehensive I have seen since I've been working anywhere in the world. Even though you have to say it. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, right. you know okay. people can, listeners can go and check it out. So it's built but into the... It's built into the system. Right. And once you, the doctor finishes the consultation, he's, and like I said, first, if I try prescribing a drug you're allergic to, I'm stopped. The system but will block. The system will block. This right. prescription would capture the indication for every medicine, the timing, the duration includes my medical and dental council registration mm-hmm. and many more information. But not just that. Now, the, once this is ready, the fact that... So you're patient, being regulated and monitored, oh, evaluated yes. on a consultation by consultation Everything. basis. Yes. So nothing... Right. And, you know, you don't have to do this physically. So also it's more convenient for the doctor. Okay. Now, once the consultation is done, the patient gets... A text, a WhatsApp, and an email saying your prescription is ready. Uh, and if you had prior 
if you had indicated prior that it should be assigned to a particular pharmacy, the pharmacy also gets a, an, uh, a text, okay. words, an email that there's a prescription. Mm-hmm. They, you know, prepare an invoice, and this is available to the patient online. Right. The patient approves, decides that I like it, I don't like it, I want half of it delivered, and then pays online, okay. and the medicines are delivered to the patient. So wherever once this they is are. actually effected, yes. you, the consultant who had the session with them yes. via telemedicine, telemedicine. via the app mm-hmm. or online, yes. you'd also get confirmation that X medication has been prescribed to this client, or would, is there a so, feedback loop like that? I made you, the prescription. You prescribed. Yes. Will you get feedback that it has actually been? Oh, yes. I can always go and check if the prescription has been dispensed. Okay. Because I would have access to the notes that I have written for this patient. Wow. Okay. Okay. But the patient also has the right to say, okay, I don't want the prescription delivered. Mm-hmm. He then just downloads the prescription, takes it to the regular pharmacy right. and buys it. And if it's delivered from our site, then even the pharmacist and their details also then appears on the prescription for future reference. Okay. All right. Great stuff. So at what point you're saying inbuilt into this is the 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 uh, the pharmacy apps or the yeah. medicines apps, mm-hmm. which will check and try and prevent errors or minimize to the barest mm-hmm. any errors related to medication. Okay. So in the instance where, of course, a patient is not aware of any <clears throat> untoward reaction or experience with medication, then that would not be captured in registration, right? But is there an ongoing check since you are in the background, yeah, uh, building these systems, you know, monitoring? Is there an ongoing check of uh, prescription and all this? Okay, so uh, uh, let me take it from this way. Yeah. So for our medication site starts with when the prescription, I mean, the consultation is concluded. Okay. So when the consultation concludes, the patient is free to go and wait or go Mm -hmm. home. But the doctor has some more time to prepare his notes, Mm -hmm. his summary, add prescriptions, add laboratory requests, Mm -hmm. even set treatment goals and plans for the patient to follow. Okay. Right. So with the prescription side, if the drug is already prescribed there, the doctor just starts typing, it picks up. Now, the doctor is allowed to input the side effects and the drug interactions mm-hmm. and the things the patient must avoid okay. on the prescription. Right. And when the prescription goes out, the patient has that copy. He knows everything. This is not the doctor's script that pharmacists find it difficult to read. Okay. Uh, we say pharmacists are magicians. So we avoid uh, uh, doctors and other <laughs> professionals' <laughs> bad handwriting. Yes, All right. because everything is typed and text uh, typewritten. Okay. Now, when the prescription is done. Either the administrator or the provider, after consulting with the patient, mm-hmm. decides to either assign it, mm-hmm. if the patient wants it to be assigned to his preferred laboratory or pharmacy, okay. the administrators will assign it to. He gets a text consultation and a WhatsApp, I mean a text message and a WhatsApp a notification and email right. notification. Okay. At the same time, the pharmacy involved that had been assigned to gets notification to confirm if they have these products available and they will be able to dispense. Okay. If they accept, the patient gets notification. Mm-hmm. 
that your pharmacy you are signed let's say pharmacy a is ready to accept your prescription right and he will proceed to send us a bill mm -hmm. the bill you the patient will also be notified of it then you can pay using all the payment uh, okay. possibilities that you have. Right. But any point that the patient is even taking the medication, although the side effects have been written on the prescription and he knows them, mm -hmm. if he develops any side effect, last time I think uh, Ken uh, talked about the text consultation feature. Right. So usually after your major video consultation, we give you about two or three text consultations for free. Right. For you to report. Which gives you access to your specialist. Exactly. It gives you via access. regular text message. Regular text message. But this is not a regular phone text message. Okay. It is within the app because okay. it has to also be but encrypted. But you, you are not booking another session. You are just no. communicating you are with communicating. the provider. Okay. You are communicating. Understood. So if it is after one week after a video consultation, mm -hmm. you have this text consultation for free. Okay. So you can use it to ask your questions, mm -hmm. ask query about the consultation. Right. But the moment the conversation changes to, okay, I took my leg to the doctor now. Doctor, I'm talking about my pregnancy. Uh -huh. You need a different specialist. That's a different menu. The moment you change the specialist, right. it's a new consultation. You have to uh, pay for that service for that new uh, okay. specialist. But you have the possibility to communicate your side effects report it the doctors will also review it immediately okay. usually we give about 48 hours because sometimes uh the doctor needs to do further research because right. sometimes the things we have said the doctor needs to consult other people right. have time to research before he answers okay you. understood right we're doing our uh well it's it's we're walking through uh, maybe i should drop the word simulation and we're walking through for now and we're trying to understand our telemedicine consult with our guests in the studio dr daniel glow is in Freetown, uh, where he's working on something. I don't want to gossip too much. Uh, but uh, we were told that uh, all around virtual specialist clinic is uh, prospecting, if I can call it that, in in other uh, parts of the sub-region and uh, extending their tentacles. So um, he's out there. And then I have in the studio with me Max Chumboating, a pharmacist you just heard, and Dr. Kenneth Techi is with me. This was a hello note. Once again, thanks for that great program. My two pence or my tuppence is that they should encourage customers to appear on camera because a football pundit was saved from a dangerous cancer when someone spotted a spot on his face which was a symptom of a particular cancer okay of course you can have a non-cancerous non uh, blemish on your face but a uh, good point there uh this one says i think this is Dede. medications vary by names compositions in many countries if prescribing meds for all for folks outside of your location and or practice is research done to prescribe the right meds for other locations so depending on their formulary and whatever you're using she said well, there are differences well he's talking about med but the proper names of medicines are the same. They are standardized. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's what clinicians should prescribe and not the branded names. The branded names. Okay. All right. Ni, uh, the name of the app, the app is All Round Health App. Yes. Correct. All Round Health App. Okay. But the, uh, the, 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 the service is All Round Virtual Specialist Clinic. But the app is All Round Help. So, the service is All Round Specialist Virtual Clinic. Yeah. And then the app is all around health app. Okay, right. The health app is 
causing me to say hap. They say, oh, this guy, guy, guy boy. Eh? It's because I'm, I'm thinking of the health <laughs> and the health, health. Eh? Uh, I could go back a bit. I missed something. Uh, da, 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 da. Having used telemedicine in my line of work, ophthalmology in London, I'm a bit concerned where doctors said the patient yeah. can decide not to or to decline using video. This is from uh, somebody, I guess, in the UK. Y- yes. Yeah. Right. Um, so, is that uh, is that right? So, um, ordinarily, once you start the consultation, your video comes on. So that's the default setting. However, mm-hmm. I've done consultations where the patient has put off the light mm-hmm. and would not put it on because she says no, she was not well, you okay. know, covered. All right. And so she did it virtually in the dark. In those situations, Actually, I wasn't doing so. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, so so okay. yes, we encourage that your video be on. Right. But if the patient puts it off, you you you, you can't right. you can't put it on at your end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and also yeah. for the patient right side, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the regular clinics or hospitals, the patient has the right to tell the doctor to stop treatment even in the middle of red. Okay. Yeah. So the patient's right charter allows the patient, gives some patients some right to say, I cannot continue mm. with this treatment. Doctor must change it. Okay. Or I have the right to change my doctor. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's 47 minutes past zero two. Phone line is zero three zero two. Two one six five four one. Let's hear from you if you have any questions. Doesn't have to yeah. be in the field. Uh, this I've read from Dede about the name of medications. Was there something else, Abeku? Right, Abeku has the steering wheel. I have the car. <laughs> this is from Doris. It says, "Okay, Doris was so, from Croydon in uh, the UK about ophthalmology. We've answered that uh, about the rights to." I, I I see a lot of your, you know, listeners have or. People are sending yeah. WhatsApp from uh, okay. UK and UK. US. Yeah. Again, like we said, they, we, we see patients here. So let's say you have a relative in Ghana and you mm-hmm. are concerned about. Whilst they are consulting, mm-hmm. with their permission, a link can be sent to the relative who is in the US or okay. the UK and they can join the consultation. Okay. Something you would not get if you went to the to the brick and mortar hospital. Right. And you can then make inputs into the care of your relative. Okie dokie. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. All right. 48 minutes past year two on Joy 99.7 FM. Again, uh, let me come back to Dr. Ganya Glow. So, um, uh, obstetrics, gynecology. Um, so, so, Give me a, 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 like a regular a consult. So you're going into all of these. Uh, uh, I like to use the word intrusive uh, areas. Uh, uh, you have the options of um, uh, audiovisual backup and input. Um, I'm maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it could apply to urology as well for the males. I mean, if you ask me to, sh- uh, you know, move my camera down there or whatever, that 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 okay. And uh, you know, I, I I know my listeners will want to know. I mean, so uh, pan your camera down there and move it to the left or the right. I know I'm in the company and in a professional interaction with a, a qualified uh, physician or specialist. Um, how does one do that? I'm, I'm just wondering. With all this data security and all that, um, Dr. Ganyaglo, would something like that uh, come into your, you know, you, you're doing down there plumbing. So does uh, Dr. Techi. Would you request something like that? I know the patient has a right to refuse, but um, if it's necessary, would you? 
Can you? That is a very good point you're making, and it is a limitation of the system. Um, I haven't had the need to ask a patient to point the camera down their okay. private parts or their intimate sites. And like you said, a lot of the consults will be about patient counseling and helping the patient to also understand a bit of what is going on with their body. Uh, even in person, not all our consults require an uh, intimate examination. Okay. And you need to get the patient's permission before you can even do an intimate examination. And some patients will still say no. So whether it's a virtual consult, uh, it's not entirely uh, limiting. And for a lot of the infertility consults that I have had, mm-hmm. um, you find that laboratory investigation is more uh, helpful after you have had a good historical basis for the infertility. So here again, the limitation is very minimal. It's part of our training and we'd love to examine, but without that, with a lot of experience working in the field for maybe the third decade or so, you will be able to give the patient satisfactory consult and uh, recommendations for treatment without necessarily doing an intimate examination on the patient. And if indeed that becomes absolutely necessary, like I said earlier, you can always make a recommendation to a colleague who is also on the virtual platform who can do an in-person examination and give you feedback. Thank you. Oh, okay. Okay. You you satisfies my curiosity. Phone line is still 030-221-6541. WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. Ultimate Health on Joy 99.7 FM. We are, we are uh, what? Dissecting telemedicine uh, and trying to get closer to the actual practical application from both ends. And um, uh, we've got the uh, providers here. In the studio and of course you uh, potential or actual users on the under, other end dr techie we're going to add something so i see a few people say they can't find the app the all round is actually one word not all round, all round is one actually word. one word okay yes. all right so take, all take it as my fault my fault okay but still i think when you key it in it should show it should right but uh yeah okay right so if you have any questions phone lines are active zero three zero two two one six five four one we're looking at this um uh, I, I dealt with consent the last time, but let's go over this. When I register, right, uh, well, it shows I'm interested in the, the facility. I'm ready to use it. How do we handle consent? Because uh, it's a requirement. It's also a legal process that can protect both ends of the, 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 yes. the interaction. Uh, so when I register, have I given you consent for anything or specific things you would still go over and uh, give me information that helps me to give informed consent? Along the line, maybe you want me to go and do something or uh, undergo a process. Uh, what? How do we handle consent? So there is a general consent that you give during registration mm-hmm. and of course it comes with the usual instructions general which, consent yes okay that you okay like you said giving permission to for access to your health data but just like any medical service or consultation mm-hmm. when a doctor has to do anything of course you have to get consent from the patient okay. not so i mean asking questions taking a history mm-hmm. in this case not doing a physical thorough physical examination but like we said uh, if i want you to go back a little for me to see 
your your stomach area, right? You could then say, no, I don't want. And okay. of course, the doctor has nothing else to do than to. And your no uh, is recorded. Oh yes, yes, right. yes, yes. It's captured. And it's captured. Okay. So physically, so the interaction is not captured. Mm-hmm. You know, the video is not captured. Right. But the doctor would make notes like any hospital and it's captured in his nose that patient's lights were off or did not show his face or did not agree to have his uh, abdomen area seen. All right. So consent is covered. May I suggest or recommend an update in the app to consent required to include has access to your health data provided. So I think that's the that initial yes. pop up that yes. comes right. Well uh, so they did suggest that let's make it specific so that uh, it's not a turn off, so okay. to speak, that people right. don't uh, are not deterred right. by that. And many of the apps that ask me questions, I'm uncomfortable with. That's it. We're done. Mm-hmm. I'm out of there. Okay. Right. So a uh, good one, Didi yes. shares that. Uh, I guess th- there's no harm in doing that, and it will serve the purpose. Right. Um, so these are some practical issues, and. Um, uh, we talked about fees and payments last week. So once we've done this, then we are in business. You have access to these uh, services, services and experts and specialties. Yep. Okay. Um, I was reading up and I realized that the elderly, in some research, didn't particularly like. They preferred uh, live interactions. It made them feel more comfortable. Does that apply? Maybe it's the research I read. but Yes, so obviously, for obvious reasons, the elderly are often the last who want to change to use technology. And I say, uh, for example, even though the mercury is fake for checking blood pressures are Mm. no longer supposed to be in use, Mm. I would have people come to the clinic and insist that they want you to use... the actual... Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Not these snazzy ones. Exactly. It's no longer in use, but they don't trust, you know... Put the band around my arm. Uh, Exactly. Pump, pump, pump. And then then I see the BP. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Even me, it took me a long while to switch to using mobile money so I can perfectly understand people's hesitancy in wanting to access telemedicine. Okay. But what I can say is that the elderly who have experienced telemedicine mm-hmm. are actually, in fact, our oldest patient is 94 years. Whoa. And she loves it. She, I mean, her, her, her relatives think that sometimes she's not, she's well, but you know, she just wants to talk, wants to, you, to, talk to, talk to you. you. So she's online, exactly. So she yeah. comes online. But that's how the system is. If you compare it to the inconvenience of staying in traffic, getting to hospital, mm-hmm. waiting in a queue, and then sometimes you see a doctor for five minutes, mm-hmm. and then suddenly in, your, in the comfort of your home, even in your bed, right. you find the same doctor giving you the same instructions. It, it can be exciting and the return rates for persons who have used telemedicine or our service is very high mm. uh, but i agree that first time users always have some concern but i can okay. say once you use it you, you you'll be overwhelmed africans like you know laying of hands <laughs> uh, yeah. even when the pastors do it, we love it uh, <laughs> the pastors can throw you around uh, step on you and all that and they're, they're quite happy to receive that but i mean this absence of actual uh, one-on-one uh, interface, you know, um, you report positive responses and uh, outcomes. Yes. Okay. Uh, of course, where there's a need, you schedule an in-person mm. appointment. Correct. Okay. Um, 
doesn't it become a barrier that people really uh, they they like this, uh, the fact that I've got access to specialists, but really I'm angling and fishing f to see you uh, in person, and therefore very quickly I'll switch off once I've got you and we are communicating. The rest of my stuff I would prefer to have you physical. Physical. Can I switch? Can I say that after I've you know got in contact with Dr. Techi, Dr. Mm -hmm. Glow and whoever, and say now um, I, I'd really want to you know bring my stuff. Yes. So first, let me say that listeners can should cast their minds back and ask themselves, the last time I was in hospital, was I really examined? Mm. Oftentimes, there's no examination, but doctors are still able to arrive at a diagnosis. Right. But it's perfect. I mean, and many, and especially of, uh, ophthalmologists, dentists, and surgeons, mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, they would evaluate the patient online, but if they need, let's say, a tooth extraction mm -hmm. or examination of the eye, or, you know, some form of hernia repair, they mm -hmm. refer them to see them in their physical location. Okay. And this appointment, like I said last week, can actually also be made online, which we call the in-clinic services. Right. The benefit of that is that it takes away the hustle of you now going to a big hospital, trying to locate the doctor right. and get an appointment. It's all all that is done up. for you. Right. And then you just go and you again enjoy the same convenience because you don't waste time. Okay. Great stuff. So, Lastly, uh, we've almost we're almost out of time. I'll take a take from each of you. Doesn't it seem like you are working to put yourselves out of business? People say this. I mean, a pharmacist who's talking about robots uh, <laughs> handling medicines and doing is is that is that what we're we're looking forward to? That uh, will automate everything and very soon. I mean, uh, I don't even need to know you. Your voice and everything is okay. It's just like the MTN or a, a provider saying your credit is low. You, it, <laughs> It's set at a certain threshold, it will yeah, tell you. Totally, yeah. um, doesn't it look like um, 